Well, hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast where we are reviewing the fourth season of Star Trek Discovery, and tonight we are talking about uh, episode six, Stormy Weather. Um, which is a great title, a great song, which we hear, um, I want no spoilers, we do hear a version of it. Uh, and you'll hear my opinions on that later. But before we get to that, uh, let's introduce our wonderful panel. We have Mike Henley. Hello. We have Jane M. Hi. And we have Carrie Hinners. Sup. <laughs> I like that. Sup. Sup. <clears throat> Sup, Carrie. And I am I am Chris Newcomer, and we are here to to, to talk Trek, uh, talk Trek. But before we talk Trek, we have to come to my personal favorite uh, segment we do, which is how you doing. So uh, now, in reverse order of what I just did, Carrie, how you doing? Yes, I am doing. I am doing great. <laughs> oh, okay. Care, care to uh, actually, I was thinking. I am doing so great that I was thinking all day about what kind of fantastical story I could come up with to, when you asked me how I was doing today. Good. I love that. Well, you also, it's been a few weeks since we've met, so there's got to be yeah. some stuff that's happened. Yeah. Or, I yeah. mean, so much stuff has happened, like Christmas has happened, New Year's has happened, this, mm -hmm. that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But all I was like, what if I just say I chartered a boat and sailed to Ibiza? <laughs> we, we would believe you. I mean, we... we, we so. We've come to trust your your uh, your truth, mm -hmm. so yeah. I would I would say oh yeah. no. We did some hob celebrity hobnobbing. Yeah. <laughs> I know you and your husband pretty well, and I and I would uh, <laughs> I you know I, I don't see that as being high on what you would normally want to do, but you know uh, <laughs> hobnob. we would we would hobnob if that was the title of a brand new uh, tabletop board game that just yeah, came yeah. out. Yeah, hobnob. <laughs> Uh, players, uh, four to six players, ages uh, eight to 99. Yeah, 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 yeah. But otherwise, so great. Like Christmas, New Year, uh, you know, etc. That's it. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. That's perfect. And Jay, Jay, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Um, I showed I showed all of you some tre a Trek-related piece of um, art that I received. Um, it's a painting uh, of data where my girlfriend took all these piece small pieces of paper and stuck them to a piece of wood and then blow dried them to make this like cool collage sort of um and it's a it's data and it has on it a quote um from the episode where he has a daughter lol and she asks him why he's trying to be human even though he never can um i just put the painting away or else i'd read it <laughs> no, it was the painting is beautiful and the quote is so good yeah it is uh, so um, good mm -hmm. yeah it's it you got you got you got you got a, a great a great uh sig other there. That's very nice of them and how and they made it right. They made it. She made it herself. That's incredible. Me and my tuple. Me <laughs> you and your tuple. Yes, <laughs> yes your thing is just called a couple. When there's only two. I think, I think it's called a. I think it's just called a couple. That's funny. That's very funny. Christmas, New Year's were great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. I'm very glad to hear that. And um, Mike Henley, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. Um, yeah, just uh, you know, Christmas and New Year's were 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 great and and safe and and happy and got to see some loved ones and uh, you know and 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 all that stuff. Um, my uh, office has actually announced that we are not going back to the office on January 18th, like they said uh, we were going to be doing as of a couple weeks ago. So that was definitely good news. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Oof. 
And um, thirdly, actually, um, you know, one of my wonderful Christmas gifts that my wonderful girlfriend got me where she got us a turntable. So she actually stocked, stopped, stocked up on a lot of uh, used LPs found via eBay and stuff like that, including, you know, it's like small um, old classic Broadway albums and things like that. And also including the soundtrack album LP for the for uh, Star Trek, the motion picture. Oh, uh, cool. Yes. So just kind of bringing it all back to this podcast. So that was she. And it was one of those kind of like two part gifts where she presented me the first batch of albums. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And I started already meant doing like the mental note of basically just like, oh, and I should probably grab that this one, you know, and this one, this one. She's like, Maybe you might want to hold off on that because maybe there might be a He knows me all too well. So oh, it was sweet. absolutely wonderful. See, I thought you were going to say that she got you the William Shatner Rocket Man recording, <laughs> which is so infamous. Um, Rocket Man, you know, the very, I won't do it. I won't do my Shatner does Rocket Man. We don't. Oh, oh my God. It lives, it lives why, on the why? internet as it should. You know, I, I haven't perfected mine yet, so I need to work on it. Yeah. You know, I will say, though, I mean, that album is I've heard clips of it. And but I, I, I have heard that album and it's bad. But I think there was like about 20 years ago when he did an album with Ben Folds. That was pretty good, actually. I think it's called Has Been. It's, it's called Has yes. Been. Oh, it's no. called Has Been. No, it's a decent. It's a decent album, actually. Okay. L- William Shatner is amazing. Yeah, as someone who was born in the late 1990s, I feel like you are all playing a practical joke on me. <laughs> oh no, Jay, this is real. Oh, Shatner oh, and Jay oh. oh, I think you're playing a joke on us. Yeah, okay, the joke was about you're bragging that? about being born in the late 90s. Yeah, get out of get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a brag. It's, that's not a prank. It's more of a brag, you know. I my my words are not all. You know, I know my heart. Don't know my words. That's what no, it is. Um, it's a but um, a prank. A prank. <laughs> a prank. It's a prank. It's we're all about the made up words today. Um, no, you should check out. I mean, if you you so you so Jay, you have heard of the William Shatner, um, uh, like Rocket Man recording where he did a no, bunch of I like. Don't, sort of... I don't know any of William. Oh, Shatter's okay. Well, I'll, like, even that uh, seems like a joke. <laughs> oh no, that is very real. I will send you a link. Yes, I will send you a link. It is. Um, yeah. yeah. It was like he was trying to lean in on being in the joke at a certain point in the seventies, yeah. and this is, I think, was part mm-hmm. of that. Um, and it, it had varying levels of working and not working. You know. <laughs> yeah, he did a lot of spoken word. I'm, I'm going to say early eighties on that. No, you're yeah. going to say seventies. I yeah, go I'm not sure. Maybe exactly. late seventies, early eighties, around. That I was time. born in the late nineties, so I don't really know. Um, yeah, but, uh... I was born like in two thousand and. Uh, uh, ten. So I am currently in utero, so not a clue. Yeah. That's not not even a clue. But um, was you trying to pull it's a funny. Nimoy? I maybe. I I I don't know the. I go. I can't say I know the um, the reasons why he did it. Maybe yeah. my guess might yeah. be that old our old friend money. You know, maybe he had a house he wanted to buy uh, or uh, lucrative. He liked it. Album. <laughs> or he could have liked. Yes, he could have liked it. But I'm just saying. Because you know, we're artists here. Why do we create art? You know why? Yeah, I created so, for money. No, I don't. That, what I don't. is art? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say that it is sometimes it's good to remember that sometimes when we're like, can you believe this person made that choice or made? They can't believe they made Nemesis, and it's like they well, Patrick Stewart wanted to, you know, pay off a house in Ibiza. Yep. So yeah. uh, Ibiza, <laughs> Ibiza, so where Nemesis. I went, where <laughs> I spent on uh, New Year's Eve. I was exactly. There. That's exactly um, right. That's my favorite Michael Caine quote ever. Whenever he talks about the fact that he was in Jaws four, and he says, "I've never seen it. I've heard it's terrible. I did see the house that it built, and it's amazing." Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. There's a certain point where you're like, 
I don't care if you hate so, this movie because it paid some bills for me. There's that's mm-hmm. a, there's some truth to that. Yeah, story. you know what? I love this conversation because it's like sometimes you forget that these actors they're just it's just their job. It's sometimes their job, when I'm watching yeah. a movie, I'm mm-hmm. thinking like you know, I'm just watching these people on their work day, you know, mm-hmm. like they just mm-hmm. went to work and I'm just watching them and, and, and people are like, why did they do that? Why did they do that? Cause it's their job. Yeah. They or, or, or like on these kinds of things or the, or Marvel <laughs> movies or any of these things where, you know, there's a, you're, you're maybe not getting a whole lot of time to rehearse. And so maybe they had two takes and the take we're seeing is the best of the two takes. And that's why yeah. they, yeah. they said the dumb that's weird thing true. that we don't agree yeah. with or don't think was great or. Yeah. Um, Wait, cr- Chris. How you doing? Oh, how am I doing? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for asking. I appreciate that. I forgot it. I forgot it's all gonna that. Add, we just got lost. I'm fine. No, it's good. It's good. You never ask me. I'm just your mother over here. No, sorry. I'm not going to my, my natural state of, you know, the, the martyr. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I'm doing well. The reason that we've delayed a couple episodes is because I was sick. Um, I did get Miss Omicron. She came and she got me. And so I had a little bit of a sick holiday. Um, I was able to sort of get over it by the time New Year's finally rolled around, but um, just getting my energy back and getting back in the swing of things. I did manage to see my family uh, afterwards when it was safe and Good. and uh, get them, you know, we have our, we had our little celebration. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be back in the world and maybe, maybe I have some sort of immunity. Who the heck knows? I don't, I'm not a scientist, um, but I'm hoping that um, this means I won't have to deal with this again. Uh, mm. But who knows? Mm. But that does bring me to, since it was news to me that I had COVID <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas Eve, I was wondering if there's any trek in the news uh, or trek into news or, or, or what do we do? We, I think trek into news was the drag name. Trek into news. Trek into, trek into news. Trek into news. Uh, yeah. Do, 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 live. This just in. Do, 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 across the wires. Um, and- <laughs> Uh, I found, I actually found on spacenews.com, a very relevant piece of news to share with you today, uh, relevant to our episode, uh, uh, season four, episode six, Stormy Weather, that uh, the Artemis One that uh, NASA is launching on uh, March 12th um, uh, for deep space exploration, I believe. Um, They have set... uh, they they made a deal with our old friends at Amazon uh, <laughs> to have uh, uh, Alexa uh, integrated into the ship. Um, so and they are calling it Callisto. So they are uh, testing out voice activated commands for astronauts wow. in deep space. So it's wow. very exciting in a in a hmm. scary, weird kind of way. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm just imagining yeah. astronauts in deep space, and them trying to getting a notification saying, "Hey, six months ago you launched from Earth. Can you review? Give a five star review <laughs> to your launch review? off of this island Earth that you were on." <laughs> what is your review of Earth? Yeah, it's a, it's the same Alexa technology. They're calling it Callisto for uh, the astronauts, different by a different name. I don't know if they're going to go Callisto. How far are we from Earth right now? Because yeah. I, I only use my Amazon for a kitchen timer. It's really just a glorified mm-hmm. kitchen timer for me. 
I, I use it I use it for kitchen timer. I'll use it for, you know, if I'm trying to play music, yeah. although it usually for, fails at that. Because I'm yes. usually asking yeah. for some obscure musical theater and then it just plays Hamilton for me, which is yeah, definitely not what I'm asking for. With no shade to Hamilton, it's just not what I was, I was like, uh, that's not Follies. You know what I'm saying? They're different musicals. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, you can change Alexa's uh, uh, pr- uh, voice command prompt to computer. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you all, you've all done that. Oh, I do it if that's what it is in my living room and it makes yeah. watching Star Trek a real dream yeah. because she's always like, I can't do that. I can't do that for you. I did did know that we're a Google household, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. though. So you can't change Google's response, I I believe. So, well, Callisto is going to be able to control the lighting so she can do some party lighting on the spacecraft, Uh, Mm -hmm. maybe play music also if they play music. I'm assuming they have music in the spacecraft. Um, They can do diagnostics. So you can be like, Callisto, run a level one diagnostic. And then she'll be like, running level one diagnostic i i don't know if you, you can you can't what, what see me level... but i'm also holding my hand up to my face as if i'm talking on a telephone uh to to do that i feel like in our, this current version of like what we can do like a level one diagnostic is like it's in 78 degrees like that would be level one. <laughs> there is air there is air you are yeah. breathing yeah it's ready it's ready to go it's ready to fly in space this technology we are ready to go i'm imagining like a passive aggressive callisto like run a level one diagnostic well i'm good like i'm i'm good if you want i can say it out loud for you but i know that i'm good you know you built me so that i would let you know when something's going wrong but i guess if you need to ask sure i'll look into it this is actually an important uh point that i forgot to mention because i i forgot that uh, Artemis, uh, Artemis One is actually an unmanned uh, flight, so they're putting this on <laughs> the ship. There's, it's, it's set to respond to utterances. So people, you know, what? down on on command, oh, we'll command call central, oh, will okay. call up and through. But there's nobody going to be on the ship, so I doubt they're going to be playing music there. But uh, <laughs> it's an unmanned. It's, uncrewed mission there's not going to be anybody to talk to callisto but they will be installed i uh that's, I'm, uh, I'm i'm fascinated to hear how that goes and um congratulations to the uh steroid monster that is jeff bezos on another yeah. one yeah those pictures of him over new year's terrifying i don't, yeah. I don't know why. i'm not really <laughs> interested <laughs> i'm like oh no <laughs> i'm just yeah. looking forward 500 years from now when callisto comes back looking for revenge yeah <laughs> Right. <laughs> like like V'ger in exactly. um, uh, yep. Star Trek, yeah. Which, which uh-huh. endangered species will it be this time? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. Hey, well, exactly right. <laughs> I guess we so we can't do the whales again, so who would have to be? Maybe it could be like a, a pygmy marmoset or something like that. Something mm. real obscure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something, but cute. It's got to be cute. Um, that'll be the only mm-hmm. Should we start talking about Stormy Weather, the episode yes, uh, that we were? Yes, let's do it. Yeah. That aired a couple weeks ago that we're finally getting to talk about now. Well, great. I'll, I'll, I'm going to yeah, talk through the, the the scene leading up to um, the opening credits, and then uh, we can get some first thoughts on on the episode. So we open up um, on Michael uh, creating her own sort of Lologi orb tree. You know, at the end of the last episode, Michael had um, come in contact with another species, and and part of their culture was building these family trees that are sort of these like holographic images that show each member of the family and Michael is building her own. Um, we see Book checking it out and then they have a moment where Book is like, oh yeah, that's the thing that Felix gave you. And they were in sort of bringing in the tension from the end of the last episode where 
um, Michael let that person, um, uh, Felix, remain on that planet and die as his choice. And Book is sort of struggling with any loss of life at this moment, given um, having just seen his entire planet blow up. Um, so this is sort of, the, they're continuing the lying, lying down the tensions between uh, Book and Michael on that. Um, and then, uh, oh shoot, what do I have written here? So I wrote these notes. I wrote these notes two weeks ago. So when you write notes on the day of something, they're like very clear to you. And now I'm just like, who has been kidnapped? And what? It's really it's not uh, not quite as clear. Oh yeah, I book wants to find book wants to. I can read it now. Book wants to find the creator <laughs> of the um, of the DMA of, uh, because he's really intent on getting revenge and taking and saving and taking care of what happened. But they're sort of been uh, they've been rerouted to focus on checking out the crime scene. The crime scene being the rip in subspace the DMA has left behind. And so book has to sort of uh, put his want for revenge on, uh, to the side for the moment. And Michael goes to focus on their um, plans to go enter the subspace rift. We hear a little bit more about that as she walks um, walks through the, the hallway with Saru. They talk about uh, what they're doing and, and how to enter and how it might be kind of a bumpy, slow entrance because they can't go in through warp. They can't, um, they can't jump in, so it's going to have to be a more manual process. Um, and then we've got kind of a great... Uh, I really enjoy it. It's kind of like a... A montage scene. It's kind of a cutscene of all like the the different staff getting excited about um, finally getting some information because obviously everyone is so hyped and worried and really wanting to get some answers. Um, um, oh, we also get a great moment where um, Michael uh, is asking Zora to do something and she thanks Zora, um, and then Saru sort of uh, is just like, "Oh, this is uh, you know, are things okay?" And then Zora says, "We've run a, run a diagnostic and it seems that my consciousness." is a natural um, evolution and not anything that's an anomaly. So we, we get sort of, um, which is an important thing for this episode and the next episode to, to have um, set in. And then they enter the rift, and after this bumpiness into the rift, suddenly it's nothing. Um, it's sort of like this blank, blank and there's no data coming in. Um, they send out a dot on recon, the dot gets destroyed. Um, and then we suddenly, the, the camera comes up and we just see then the, the, um, the discovery and just this big rift of space of nothingness. And that's where you get to the opening. So go, having wow. uh, gone through that, how about thoughts wow. on that opening scene? First of all, that was just summary. before yeah. the title. That was just before Can you believe the that? title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> They've been yeah. doing that more and yeah. more this season where it feels like yeah. we get 15 minutes into the episode. It's like, oh, I must have missed the credits. Oh, no, here they are. It's very strange. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I love I love the sitcom-esque scene where we get to see what the crew's doing before they're called up onto the bridge. I like that, too. Uh -huh. Yeah, me too. 15 years ago, that would have been a theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'll be existed. here for this crew yeah. as we go into uh, the good. rift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze frame on them while they're working and they look up and smile and they're yeah. like, ah. right. hands yeah. from station to station, everyone does yeah. it. It's a grand. Yeah. Um, they're also, arms. I think. Go ahead, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Just Saru's arms, while the, while he and Burnham are walking down the hallway, are waving side to side, 180 <laughs> degrees range of motion. It's a real mm -hmm. sachet. I love watch. I could watch that for. <laughs> well, that is that is a big part of the physical character choices that that uh, Doug Jones has made for because that he's been doing that for I think the all four seasons, but I have always thought that it looks like. Um, 
like in in on uh, in musicals, uh, it's sort of like a Fosse kind of movement. So in Chicago, basically, mm. Velma mm. Velma finishes and all that jazz. She 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 comes down and she's basically waving her arms, <laughs> truly ex- almost exactly yeah. like Saru does. It really so is. I, I always think it's a very Fosse kind of thing that he does. Isolation, you know. So I think we need yeah. to see a crew production of Chicago starring Saru as Velma Kelly. <laughs> I'm for it. I'm for it. Probably good that at would it. be incredible. <laughs> you know what? My my takeaway on this from your opening uh, synopsis, I, I like, I watched this episode two and a half times and uh-huh. I like, I like it. There were some parts where I was like, hmm. I don't know, but then I do that with every single Star Trek episode I've ever <laughs> watched too. So as uh, as far as you know, Star Trek episodes go, I I I dug it. I liked the concept. I like where they're going with Zora because I did watch. We also watched the episode after this, so mm-hmm. that storyline evolves more. So um, yeah, I think that the that uh, Burnham was finally making some good decisions in this episode finally mm-hmm. after making a series of bad decisions it's like the first time but... she showed caution in uh, in uh, in a long time yeah <laughs> like... and then it like backfired on her we didn't get to that part yet <clears throat> I, right I, continue yeah. continue sorry oh i i didn't get why burnt why a book was so angry about not going into the dma like he kept on saying that they were missing opportunities when I don't know the crime scene of like what the DMA has left behind is arguably the only place to be if you want to find out anything new, like his contacts aren't going to suddenly up and disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's just angry. Like his whole planet exploded. He's just getting angry at everything. I I don't know. I guess. Okay. I guess. I guess that's what I was taking it as. Like this guy is just like, let's go beat some people up. Let's go do something. But there's like nothing he can do. Right. Right. Um. Their relationship is starting to make me think of like when a Republican and a Democrat get married. You know, they have like <laughs> oh, man. like oh, with wow. like opposite viewpoints, but they love each other, but they sure. keep staying together, but they keep sure. arguing about like every sort of political. <laughs> That's really funny. Topic that comes up, they disagree on, but otherwise they love each other and are going to stay together. Yeah, I feel like you have an establishmentarian and an anti-establishmentarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly that's, right. Yeah. That's a political divide. That I yeah, I, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I think they do set up. I think they are clearly setting up. There's going to be some, something's going to come to head with the two of them. My thinking is that at some point, uh, Book and and Ruan Tarka are going to just go rogue and do some crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, you and, think? <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. <laughs> Good projection. I like that. I'm not, you know. Listen, listen. I'm no. Uh, I'm no. Chris, what are your what are your lottery guesses for? Uh, we're, laugh- we're laughing. We're laughing. Those along too. Listen. Okay. Okay. Listen, listeners, audience that are listening. We've all watched the episode after this. Let right. me just yes. bring you in on the the secret joke that we're having. But to be fair, I had forgotten all about that episode before I said that. And then I was like remembering actual scenes. I saw. I was like, oh yeah, there's. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's why I'm remembering that. That's why I. I think that's a good idea. I feel like I saw something in my dreams. That's that's Um, why I think that's going to happen. It's because it already has. Yeah. I think they're also setting, I think also books really uh, causing upset about this 
uh, anomaly situation because they're setting up this internal uh, turmoil that he's going to have with his yeah. dad. They're yeah. setting him up for like, he feels like he has to do something. He doesn't know what he's going to do. And that's why he goes to um, uh, uh, jump the ship with the spore drive himself. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here, I'm going to, I'm going to start describing more of the episode so we can dive into yeah. stuff that happened after the, if you, if you guys are cool with, yeah, yeah. wonderful. Um, so now they're in the rift. <clears throat> you know, we're hearing about um, you know how both the Enter Enterprise and Voyager, who have dealt with subspace risks themselves, and how it's nothing like those experiences those ships had. Um, um, uh, and oh, oh, I'm down here. Okay, great. And so they're they're doing a scan. They find out sort of the walls are closing in. Um, and then we also um, we we get a great scene with Gray and um, Gray and uh, uh, Zora, uh, who mm -hmm. are um, Zora is like is like I she, Gray is like saying oh you you must feel like you can't you, like you're blind because yeah. your sensors are not working and so and it, Zora is clearly very overwhelmed and Gray uh, tries to help Zora by bringing a, a game that's used to train um, trail guardians to help them focus and focus on um, combining body and mind. <clears throat> and it helps uh, in, in playing the game. Uh, it helps Zora focus and um, and figure out some <clears throat> some more things are uh, what, what's actually going on with the ship. Um, and also helps Gray to feel useful because I think Grace, Gray, Gray has said that they kind of feel like they're just a passenger on the ship who hangs out sort of in the bar and is not making themselves useful. Um, and so as the, we find out the walls are closing in, um, Michael makes the decision to abort the mission. Um, and so they're, even though they want to discover more, um, for, for once, as we were saying, Michael has, has shown some sort of, uh, restraint, some caution, trying to, trying to, um, not, not go, uh, completely rogue. I think because all the times we see Michael really go for it in the past, it usually just involves her or one other person, but now that she's got the whole crew, I think she's, she is a little more cautious when yeah. everybody's life yep. is on the line. Um, mm -hmm. And so Book tries to, they try to get Book to jump them out, and it doesn't work, and there's some sort of um, transference of energy from what's going on in the rift to Book, and uh, Book ends, gets hit, and they can't jump. Um, and um, with that comes um, some hallucinations for Book. So he's, he's like seeing his father, and um, his father is very negative. It doesn't seem like a great guy. I don't, that does not, I know they, they, we get the, this layout earlier that it's, it's Book's father's birthday, number one, and that they didn't have a good relationship. And then we sort of come to find out that, um, uh, Book's father think, Book's thinks he's, he's waste, his father thinks he's wasting his gifts, and, um, and Book's issues with his father is that he basically, you know, uh, was trafficking in the, the magical animals that lived on Quajan that were important to, very important to Book. Um, and so I guess the doctors are discussing what's going on. He's trying to figure out if this is similar to like the Lido hallucination, hallucination he was having earlier. Um, um, and yeah, so what, what do we think about this, this sort of part of it before we go on to other, other, anyone have a, uh, yeah. Oh, Carrie, you go uh, first. No, 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 I always go first. I always go first. Yeah, Jay, go for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there was one scene in this in this sequence that you described that really st stuck out to me as weird, which is that they send out the dot, which is a little robot, mm -hmm. to go out and and uh, probe the border of this toxic subspace that's closing in on them, and the dot hits this barrier that's closing in on them and starts being disassembled, destroyed in some fashion, um, 
and we have to listen to the dot emit this very it was a scream anthropomorphic <laughs> scream yeah yeah like a couple of seconds. it was so sad yeah. it was kind of disturbing yeah, uh, that's something that the show does every once in a while. They throw out like what I describe as a feel bad moment rather than a feel good <laughs> moment. That just leaves <laughs> yeah. you weird, like pit in your stomach. Yeah. Um, I because you know strange. what, Jay? Because I'm confused about that too. Because I thought those dots were sort of an extension of the the sentience of the ship. You know, right. like I thought. Right. I not that the dots are sentient, right. but it's like. They're the fingers of the shit they can go out. Like, yeah, I didn't, right. I'm like, wait, don't we like these dots? We don't want to kill them. They're like really cute screen. little drones. Like Wally, like on Wally, uh, you guys remember Wally? Yeah, of course. Well, yes. Love Wally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like sending Wally out into space and blowing mm-hmm. him up. I wasn't born when Wally was made yet, but you know. Oh, so. come on, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we knew it was coming, and we set ourselves up for it. Uh, yes, Jay was not born while Wally was being made. Um, but no, I agree that the, the scream of the dot was unsettling. I was like, "Did was that necessary?" Yeah, <laughs> Do you really feel like that's yeah. a feel like that's a programmer thing where it's like, "Look, these are very expensive to build, so when one it, when one disintegrates, we you have to listen to it die, just so you know, like, okay, don't do that next time." Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Something else that was interesting was uh, that somehow they couldn't get any information, but that electrical charge, they're like, oh, no, in Book's brain, that's got all the information that we need. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's convenient. I have written down trace amounts of void in Book's brain. Yeah, Yeah, so so we're just going to figure this out. Partly the, the hallucinations are coming from, but also, you know, it's it's clearly going to be mm-hmm. some sort of thing that fixes things perhaps in, in a little bit later in this in this episode. Um, um, and then we the get another scene with... Um, oh, oh go, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Uh, it's just, one of the joys of watching Star Trek is the often very half-assed scientific explanations that oh, don't yeah. really <laughs> oh, yeah. explain anything. And we I got a great it. one today when, um, you know, Burnham tries to ask Stamets, what happened to, to Book after the failed jump? And... Stamets says, apparently the mycelial, uh, mycelial network is, ugh, oh no, we can't jump, Captain, and that's it. <laughs> There's no technical description of it. I, I wrote, yeah, we, I wrote can't, that we can't go in there. <laughs> it looked like I'm not even going to bother saying what this is. I'm not even sure if I'm making this up or I'm remembering I created a memory in a dream of, of this, but I feel like they showed an image of the mycelial network and it looked like it covered was covered in all the darkness from to- Twilight yeah. Princess. I don't know if I'm going to play yeah. Twilight Princess, but there's oh, like covered in like dark oh, shadows. And that's kind of like you, you oh, can okay. enter there, uh, which change oh. things. Chris, I think you're having COVID fever dreams. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a joke. My dreams are really vivid and weird right now, and I don't know what's going on mm, with that. Mm, okay. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I got fired last night, but I was like, no, it's the weekend, and you've been asleep for ten hours. So, oh, oh, <laughs> jeez, that's stressful. Wow, dream. wow, it was stressful. a little stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Zora, <clears throat> uh, we're back. In, we're back with uh, Zora and Cray, and so the game has helped Zora relax enough to realize that something is on the hull, and there's sort of an imminent hull breach. Um, and Gray says, you know, you have to, uh, and, and, uh, Gray is saying to Zora, hey, we, you should tell the captain. And Zora's like, I don't know if information, so some more anxiety for Zora. And Gray convinces Zora to, to, to tell the captain. Um, and then they try to, um, deal with the hull breach. They, they send the other doctor down there. And, um, in the, in the rigmarole of it all, um, uh, Zora 
does throw up a, a barrier, but we do lose, um, I think Ensign Cortez is his name, but he like runs up to, to escape where he'd been trying to fix something and mm-hmm. um, suddenly the barrier is up and he just gets sucked right out yeah. into space. And that's always he one of should... the most dramatic ways to die on these ships. You know what? I don't ever want to blame the victim, but he just should have stopped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he True. was, I was like, that's going to be broken in two seconds anyway. In the, yeah, in just the get out of there. Space. Like, he's like, no, 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 I got to fix it. Like, no, you're going to blow, everything's blowing up. Go. Go. What really made this a slap in the face <laughs> is that virtually everyone else has a personal transporter in their combat. Right. Like, yes. even, yeah, why didn't he do that? Why didn't he just use it? That's a really good <laughs> point. And the doctor, doctor was yelling at him. She said, beam. She said, beam, beam. And then he just hits yeah. the thing. And, and sh- people yeah, could yeah. survive in the vacuum of space for 30 seconds. So that dude really just good chose point. to die. Wait, can yeah. you really? You can. I mean, oh. straight yeah, 30 I mean, seconds. Yep. I mean, like, okay, I don't remember the, but like Burnham survives in the vacuum of space oh, for right. a while in season yeah. Uh, the 30 seconds thing, I don't actually know where I got that from, but I got that from outside of Star Trek somewhere. Maybe event have you guys Have you guys ever saw... Did you guys watch The Expanse? Oh, yeah, I love The Expanse. Yeah, the first, like, four seasons I watched. This reminds me of something that happened in The Expanse, so if you don't know 100%. it, watch all of the... Watch all Just of watch, the expanse. Watch all until, hours of the until expanse. you get to that part. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's not. That, I mean, it's not bad advice. Just in general, to watch all yeah. seventy-two hours of the expanse. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. show. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, so, uh, sorry, just to, to so I, I want to keep, I was telling our friends uh, on this podcast that, you know, I, I am a little, my brain is a little foggy thanks to, to COVID, so I'm going to try to describe the episode as best I can, yeah. and then uh, and then we can discuss it. You're doing great. Can, thank yeah. you yeah. very yeah. much. I, yeah. I do appreciate positive uh, reinforcement. <laughs> um, go, Chris, go. You can do it. Raw, raw, raw. So Cortez is sucked into space. And Woo. Oh, I shouldn't say that so upbeat. Okay, Cortez is sucked into space. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Gray goes to the bridge with info on Zora and and how um, this game has helped Zora to focus more, and 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 uh, <laughs> and Saru says yes, with greater focus uh, does come greater awareness. And so because so Zora is now able to sort mm-hmm. of uh, get more information <laughs> and, and be able to use their sensors again. They are working. They are getting sort of this micro data, and then uh, and Zora appears to the bridge crew and they, I don't. It's funny to me because I I took this as it didn't seem as big of a thing to me. I was just like, okay, yeah, they just appeared. But they were like, oh, is that Zora? Like, they all looked at it like it was um, a personal manifestation in a way yeah. that I think I didn't receive it, perhaps. As but they people. never saw it before. They It was just yeah. something new. Like, they they see so many things in space and everything is so... But this is something that they never saw before. Yeah, so new. it was just yeah, a, yeah. a communal new experience for everybody. Right. Um, I, I have more questions about the whole Deck 17 incident where the guy gets blown out of the airlock. <laughs> Wait, let's go, go back it. to that. Because go I'm sorry, it. I'm just reading my notes and like, right, I'm, okay. How does, how does the bridge not know that like a part of the ship is about to blow? Right. Yeah. Well, I think what they were saying was that Zora sensed it before the, it was actually on the hull, right? Or like there was saying something about how her, some small level of her external sensors yeah. were working. Yeah, she sensed that it was about to blow. <clears throat> about to blow. But, but, but prior to that, their sensors were not working, so they couldn't sense. It was as yeah. if they were just okay. numb, so they Flying couldn't. Blind, yeah. That's how they explained it. Yeah, they they didn't know what was going on on their ship. That part was broken. I think I was confused because we hear Zora say there's something wrong on deck 17 and then it just goes to deck 17 and there's a yeah. whole, there's a whole bunch of people doing repair work already and like Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have cuz you have a point Jay because 
the, Zora is the voice command of the computer. There should also be like a manual backup for them to like, okay, let right. me go yes. through. But, you know, they didn't mention that, but that's just a little uh, plot hole, I, I believe. It really feels right. like they just wanted someone to die. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's such a... <laughs> I, yes. I think you That's are... what they've been doing on this show. That's what they've been doing on the show. Like, let's raise the stakes a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Right. In the in in the older shows, it used to be just like, no, we have a little bit extra money. Let's have the sparks fly on the computer, and like someone jumps over the like gets thrown over the railing or whatnot. Basically, oh now here gosh. it's here it's like no hull breach. Somebody dies. You get to watch Michael, it happen. You just reminded me of something that I have noticed every single episode. So many sparks, an excessive yeah. amount of oh, sparks yeah. on this show, constantly, mm-hmm. all the time. Sparks, spark, so many sparks. People What's should be wearing lens eyewear, protective eyewear on this ship. There's so many. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, it's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot of sparks, sparks and lens flares, and I feel like lens flares feels like a very J.J. Abrams movie Star Trek thing. Yeah. Need a lot of those. Yeah. That, that feels that feels connected to that in some way. Yep. Too. Mm. Um, uh, but I do. I don't. I'm not mad about that. I like the, it. Gives the sparks somehow make it grittier because I feel like the sparks in like the '90s Star Treks were very different. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But once again, that speaks to the you know the the um, evolution of technology, right? But that's something on Star Trek that's like a simple thing that they could fix. Like my dad said, uh, you know, seatbelts could also help this situation. <laughs> this is ancient technology you could be using, or like I don't know, just a different kind of uh, like a vest. Like a like some sort of tef, you know yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a vest that protects against. They are all uh, dressed up know. like the Michelin Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're never. And not, none of their design things uh, are for safety. Don't. Yeah, exactly right. No one is dressed like the Michelin Man. Everyone's wearing yeah. tighter and tighter and sleeker and sleeker That's outfits right. to nope. show off their bodies. Nobody's. Nobody's protecting anything. <laughs> yeah. No helmets. No. Nothing. People are getting hotter, but not safer. And that I think is an allegory for the real world. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's real and mm-hmm. uh, a problem. It's true. <laughs> I want to hear true. more, Chris. Yeah. I want I want people to get both hotter and safer. I know, right? We need to yeah, we need to yeah, change yeah. the paradigm on that. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, are you against individual expression? <laughs> I am. I, I think we all need to wear the same same outfit, yeah. same gray outfit, and really just oh, say wow. the same things every morning. And totally. You guys didn't know this was just a secret way for me to get my um my uh, <laughs> my despot agenda out there. You didn't know that? Okay. I, I suspected, <laughs> but I just wanted to see where where it went. Chris is working on his manifesto and it will be available yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah. It'll come out in my newsletter, which is called Newcomers News. Look for it in your email inbox. Ooh, Very yep. exciting. And, and you uh, will are, read it. You yes, will. You will. Yes, yes, yes. You, will. Or you will get a shock yes. to the implant I put in your neck. Yes. I'm just kidding. That's not my brand at all. I'm all about individuality. You will Speaking of individuality. Now, now it, it, <laughs> it, is, it is my plan to do away with capitalism. But until that happens, $15 for my manifesto. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that very much. So uh, continuing oh, a little bit of the synopsis, you know, um, Book continues to sort of have some arguments into thin air with his father um, in, uh, in, uh, the, in the medical bay. And, you know, and, and, and Book is not the only one sort of dealing with guilt. Uh, Zora is also having problems with guilt. And so um, she needs some, some reaffirming, reaffirming uh, support from her crew because um, they find out that she could maybe lead them out by finding, by following a, um, a beam they send out. But she's, she's not sure she can do it. And she's feeling guilt and she's feeling held back. 
<clears throat> and so while that's going on, you know, um, they're, un they're analyzing the unusual particles in Book's brain, and it turns out they show evidence of having come from the edge of the galaxy. Um, and it's obvious that the DMA then came from outside our, outside our galaxy, and so did the species that made it. Um, mm. which, which then takes all of the guilt off of anyone we've ever met in Star Trek and has to be someone completely new, or mm -hmm. some, some mm -hmm. entity completely new, which should, which should open some interesting avenues. Um, any thoughts on that sort of big revelation? There was a there was a reference here too because they mentioned the edge of the universe. And they specifically mentioned the galactic barrier, which is mm -hmm. uh, from the original Star Trek, like the second episode. I think is 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 where they are. So that's that's a callback to way back when, you know, wow. the um, the barrier that uh, is around the galaxy. Um, so and that's, that's where they're going on their mission. That's where they're going on yep. their four-year mission. They go out to the galactic barrier. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. So that that that's really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I dug that especially because like that really does kind of open the barn doors for like. Well, now I don't know where they're going because yeah. mm -hmm. I kind of expected it. It was going to be some permutation of like things we already know. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I kind of mm -hmm. was not expecting it to be to the threat to be this alien. So like mm -hmm. that's kind of. Because we haven't really done much outside the Milky Way galaxy before in Star Trek. So that's pretty cool. I, I, I dig that. No, I think it's cool, too. And I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to not retread old old ground, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I like it, too. Uh, I think I was thinking in a previous uh, episode that we were watching that the, that I was hoping that it would be from outside the galaxy. And you did, not, I, you did say that. No. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want it to be like a repeat of like, oh, this is just the Federation messing around with people's feelings again, because that would have sort of negated things right. that they were working on. It would have just canceled everything out. So I feel like it would have had to be something from outside the galaxy. And I think it's pushing the uh, the theme here of this whole uh, d d working together <laughs> to uh, s uh, solve a common uh, enemy yeah. or something mm -hmm. that represents an enemy. There was, this, there was uh, a few quotes that I really liked from this show that I think summed up the the theme here, um, it's uncomfortable to accept the truth that some things are beyond our control. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, I think that um, somebody said that to Zora. Yeah, somebody, yeah, I think somebody, I think that Gray said that to Zora. And then, and then Zora, when speaking with uh, Burnham a little later on in the episode, she had said, was talking to her about uh, suffering and how she dealt with it because this is new to Zora. And uh, mm -hmm. that um, uh, Burnham's experience with suffering made her stronger and more empathetic. So, I mean, in you know, in retrospect, part of the suffering was what made her stronger through the the bad experiences and the sad experiences. Yeah, well, and that's still... part of that's part of how Burnham gets Zora to say, "Yes, I will help you. Yes, I think I can do this." Is by yeah. telling her that yeah. she, you know, commiserating with her about when she. Um, watched her parents get taken away basically or, or attacked when she hid in the closet yeah. and you know yeah um, yeah um yeah I, yeah with like with one exception i feel like virtually every threat or other non-federation entity you meet in star trek is like humanoid in some mm -hmm. some form yeah every like antagonist mm -hmm. and i feel like they're really preparing us for this to be something non-humanoid different than that yeah, yeah. there was 
There's a there's a, a fan theory out there that I was reading because we were talking about V'ger and the motion picture uh, earlier on that some people are re- are uh, relating the DMA to V'ger because if huh. you watch the motion picture, you know V'ger started at this point of origin, but it went so far out and it was yes. traveling for so long that it mm-hmm. cre- created its own uh, intelligence and became super super big. So people are pulling uh like oh comparisons from viger to the dma and they have a fan theory about that because because yeah i i i think you're right especially because i think if i'm remembering that movie correctly like it's even said that viger encountered another intelligence that kind of reprogrammed Mm -hmm. it and helped it along to kind of so it's this idea of like well what was that other intelligence where did it go who did it meet you know all that kind of stuff and they kind of and, and yeah i feel like there's another hint there where they say the particles resonate at a sonar frequency Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. Yes. The What's particles. the name of the uh, the character that said that? I always forget his name. It's not Reese. It's either. not Reese. But he was the one before that was like, oh yeah, like yeah, the surf the waves. waves. So that's yeah, his character. Yeah. Like he comes up and he's like, oh yeah, like sonar. And everybody's like, what? Twentieth <laughs> century reference? We don't get it. He's the Tom uh, Paris. He's obsessed with the 20th century. I was just about the, to mention Tom. He's yep. the Tom Paris of yeah, yep. There's always yep. somebody obsessed with the 20th century so we can tie it back, or 21st mm-hmm. century so we can tie it back to things that we dumb yeah. people in the past might understand. Yeah. Um, it's weird that they didn't know what sonar was, though, because sonar is like, that's in animals. It's not yeah, that's just, like not yeah. just a technology. Yeah, thing. That's, that's not that's just yeah. a, like sonar. What? Okay. You're so yeah. smart about everything else, but you don't know about sonar. That's a really that's good really point. Funny. I didn't think of that. <laughs> so true though <laughs> that's funny all right i'm going to keep uh, unless you uh, other thoughts i'm going to keep going try to finish this uh land this plane as it were land it uh, okay. do it so we've got 10 minutes left until the shields are compromised and we've got a plan to detect the particles in the rift and follow them out and now that we've gotten they, they've uh, encouraged zora to to the point where she's agreed to help do it um but they need to ensure the crew's safety because the shields will finally fail um they do it, one of, I'm sure, all of our favorite things that happens in a Star Trek universe, which is everyone's going to be stored in the ship's transport pattern. Yes. <laughs> a classic, if this ever classic, there was one. <laughs> so Trek, that's so Trek, so Trek. It is, it's a Scotty move, it's a, it's yeah. a Riker kind of thing. Uh, we, I've, I've seen it, they like, did it on Deep what? Space Nine, right? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they did. They yeah. did it. Uh, they did this on uh, Voyager as well. They were hiding people in the transport bunker. Oh, yes, well, yeah, like, that's right. Zone with yeah. the refugees. Yeah, the, like, yes. the, uh, the yeah. telepathic refugees, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just right. love doing it. And everyone's and, like, you think that's safe? Maybe, maybe not. Got to <laughs> yeah. do it anyway. Yeah, no one ever, no one's ever like, yeah, it's fine. They're always like, I'm not sure. <laughs> They should just they should just put a macro now in the, for the, yeah. in the transporter just for just yeah. store patterns for indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I, no, it's a feature. Must, it's right there. I'm pretty sure they have backups of everybody that has transported in that ship, and I would be mad at it if it wasn't so classically funny. It's, it's canon <laughs> in the right way. Yeah. And canon mm-hmm. in the right way. Yeah, that has like serious ethical. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Backups <laughs> of everyone on the ship. This is my favorite thing that old Star Trek used to do all the time, which is they'd introduce these concepts either as like a last minute out to, to solve something yeah. that like mm-hmm. raise huge ethical questions and really kind of, you know, really are just these kind of groundbreaking, just like, oh, my God, that's a mere amazing piece of science that's never brought up again. 
right yeah. now. Yeah. No, they just yeah. never bring it up again. Yep. Did we talk about this before? We might have that on the original series, they came up with transporting because they didn't have the budget to make yes. shuttles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just didn't have the budget to have oh, people go up and down in shuttles. Yeah. So they're like, we yeah. need to come up with a cheaper way. That's so <laughs> well, that's yeah, how they came up started. Because I think the original concept was, well, it'll land on the planets. And basically the network yeah. was like, no, that's not happening. Figure out we, something we, else. We that's can't, not, can't afford that. We that's can't not afford happening. that. Yeah. Why don't you just possibly. take a picture in one spot, turn <laughs> off the picture, and then put the, turn on the picture with them in a different spot? That will be yeah. <laughs> so much easier. I also like when I finally saw how they did the next gen version of it, which was basically they just superimposed an image of like glitter and water over yes. the people as they were coming in. Yep. Yep. Um, which I was always fascinated by. Also, I do in my basement currently. I have my Playmobil glitter and water. transporter. Oh. That had like a mirror effect, so you put like glitter and water. I do have that as yeah. well. Because hello, I was I'm say, gay. You have a lot of glitter and water in your house. <laughs> yeah, I have all. I water because I'm human. Glitter because I'm gay. You uh, take but, a uh, shower in glitter and water every morning, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Well. Yes. Okay. I will not stand for that kind of hate speech, Carrie. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> I'm just imagining you kidding. showering in glitter. No, 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 no. <laughs> showering every day also a, also a fantasy at, at this point. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, we're going to go home. I mean, wait, let's skip a day showering. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris, no, I want to rewind to the beginning of the podcast now. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm Are you okay, Chris? I'm fine. How are you doing? I promise okay. I'm all good. How are you okay. doing? I'm How are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing good. And everyone gets together in groups and holds hands. And then they okay. transport into the pattern buffer. Yes. Um, it it's is. so and cute so, uh, how they do it in groups. It's so cute. It They're is. like, everybody do it in groups for safety, buddy it system. Is, it's very, you know, when I taught preschool, it was very, you know, find your buddy as we walk to the mm-hmm. playground mm-hmm. kind of thing. Which I'd be the one being like, does nobody want to transport with me? Yeah. yeah I'd be like, I want to transport, but I need to go have a buddy. <laughs> and then I'd have to like go with a teacher and I have to hold the teacher's hand. Like, I didn't have anybody, so I'm going to go with the teacher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I really had to laugh a little bit when Michael gets on the gets on the intercom basically and and starts talking to everyone as they're lining up to be transported or getting yeah. a transported buffer and she's just like I admire your courage so much and I'm just like well they don't really have much of a choice to do I mean yeah. it's 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 this or nothing right I mean I, right. I don't know if that technically counts as courage but 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 okay sure I also yeah, had she- the thought. Yeah, I also had the thought was like they don't have enough spacesuits for everyone on the ship. They only like that seems a like a design ship. flaw. Especially, well, okay, seems like, wrong. They, they had to have more EV suits, but I feel like what's really weird is that we see the bridge crew raring to go. Right, there's a point where Oo just like tries to walk off. The yeah, bridge, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and suddenly Burnham goes like, "I'll stay behind in an EV suit," and everyone else is quiet. <laughs> no one volunteers yeah. to help. Yeah, they're all they're all like, yeah, let's let, let this loose cannon take care of itself. I'm starting to see. Uh, speaking of that, I'm starting to see a pattern because the Lusakun goes and begs uh, 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 Saru. To, and then she was on and on this huge backstory about like why it's so important for her to help. And didn't we just see this in the last episode with, with Reese? Reese? Yes. Are Reese. we going to yeah. see I this in every, thing. every episode? Yeah. Somebody's going to show up with a backstory of why. Well, it's, it's like they got a note to flesh out the other characters, but they just yeah. are mm-hmm. very formulaic kind of. Yeah. Thing. And I was like, yeah. I would prefer if you like gave them, I don't know, maybe an episode or, you know. Yeah. 
That actor, she just has nothing to do. She just sits and pilots the ship and looks back and is startled yeah. all the time. She always just looks She's startled. startled yeah. <laughs> I I, I yeah. really I really appreciate the way Doug Jones handles the response, which is like mm-hmm. he, he like he, he's he's basically just like blah blah blah. I forget the first part he says, but the second part is just like I think and no no and I think yes you bore witness yes and then he says I thank you so much for sharing my story and he and he infuses that with just enough of basically just like this is great get to the transporter room not right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes and so yes so then they they get to the transporter and oh sorry did someone it really felt like they were trying to explore this theme of help of accepting helplessness and like the difficulties of accepting yeah. helplessness <laughs> when you're in an unwill, unwinnable mm-hmm. situation. Um, yeah. I don't know that this scene added anything new to their exploration of that theme. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah. I think yeah, it was purely for Lusakun's character. That's I think so. all yeah. I got yeah. from yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, we got to hear a Saru line, so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, some Saru giving some, um, some elder wisdom, which is which is which Saru is very good at, at these days, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and so yeah, so 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 folks are now they've they've all uh, transported into the pattern buffer. It is just um, M- Michael in uh, her um, spacesuit um, with Zora, you know, as the ship begins to get hotter and hotter, and um, uh, you know, and it, less it, safe <laughs> and less safe and less safe, and it looks like it's, it's it doesn't look good for her, and then. Nope. Um, uh, and then Zora offers to sing a song to Michael, um, and she sings Stormy Weather, which is one of my favorite songs, when people sing the notes that are written in the song, which is not what Zora did. No offense no. to Zora. I, I don't know. I, I have a lot of opinions about this song. I think it's it was just not for me. I'm sorry. You know, it just goes to show you that just because you develop emotions doesn't mean you're... Doesn't mean... Yeah, doesn't mean... <laughs> You know what? You're right. You know what? You had some. You have some difficulties with the rendition, and that's fair. Yeah, and I, I maybe that's because I have personal. I just I have a lot of opinions about how that song should go, and that's that's on me. I don't I don't need to put that on on you or on Zora if they're looking to express themselves. That's good. And if it distracted Michael, which it did, that's a good thing. And then Michael wakes up um, to book and to. Um, the doctors and she's made it through and she survived um, by by you know by the skin of her teeth one more time. <clears throat> and um, we, we see that scene and then we see, um, uh, we see her um, finishing up her own, her, her the Logi tree as she had done in the beginning. Um, and then Zora comes in and wants to show her hers. And it's, it, I thought that was kind of sweet. And like it was most mm-hmm. of the crew are on, on Zora. Zora is like, it's just showing how, I think showing how Zora considers the crew their family. And so that's that's kind of cool. And I like that. No. certainly sets up what we see in these coming episodes. Um, and I think, is that just about, that's the end of the episode, right? Am I am I um, missing anything else? Yeah, well, we didn't really, there was some stuff with uh, Book and his dad. Oh, that yeah. That they, um... Uh, he sort of uh, came, had some closure with his mental father, his right. father hallucination, who's long gone in real life. He chose to believe that this was his father rather than a hallucination, that he chose right. to believe that this was uh, a message from wherever his father lives. And if that, if so, that means that all of his other family is also alive. Right inside of him and it gave him some uh uh closure there yeah i did like that i thought that was i thought that was sweet and also it did seem like that was part of book because 
the tone of the character, his father character, changed from the beginning to the end, where suddenly he was asking mm-hmm. for forgiveness instead of casting aspersions. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know if you're a part of me or if you're just a hallucination, but I'm going to choose to believe this way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like that. Also, if you notice, his father called him by his original name, which is Durex, which is also a brand of condom. It is a brand of condom. So <laughs> probably why he changed his name. You think Durex condoms live a thousand years in the Durex, future? Durex, Durex, <laughs> really? Durex. No, Tarek? I think they just. I th- well, I heard Durex, so. <laughs> I mean, either way, either way, I find the name fun because it's T Rex or Durex, but you know. Yeah, either way, it's yeah, either way, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, uh, we did, did we talk about Saru talking to Book and calming Book down? Oh no! Would you like because, to talk about that? Sure. Um, they um. You know, Book is talking to Saru after everything's Gucci, and they've ex- they've escaped from the void. And Book has this really abrupt. He's abruptly says, "Maybe I am like my father. We both have anger," um, which is a line that kind of comes out of nowhere. And then mm. Saru says, "I also have anger." And right, you know, I've had to sit with the Baul when I was. I had to sit with mm-hmm. the Baul when I was on Kaminar's ruling council, and I had to sit with these people who had killed my parents, and like, and basically enslaved my species for millennia mm-hmm. and i have to deal with that rage but you know it's a struggle and he says controlling your rage is a struggle but a worthy one and, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i just feel bad for saru all the time because saru does so much of the work to make mm-hmm. this group project happen and yeah. get zero credit <laughs> i know yeah and he's barely even this even the first officer on his own darn ship like right. dashing rogue boyfriend gets his run of the bridge and like barks out basically barks out <laughs> orders to people and like yeah. assigns himself yeah i'm surprised saru hasn't said like am i still your second your first officer when like <laughs> right when there's somebody else do, like telling other people what to do and he he wants to but he's controlling his rage so you see yeah yeah. yeah yeah um yeah also chris to your point you said we you said you know the way to flesh out Oshikun is to give a real episode to yes and, yes and i feel like we have a really interesting setup for that where zora ha- makes a lalogi tree orb with every member of discovery and so yeah. Yeah. what about an yeah. episode where we get to see how zora actually yeah. interacts with these people who right zora deems and really you don't to have to give work. and you don't have to give Oshikun her own episode but if we give these three characters you're kind of focusing on give reese Oshikun and um, the gentleman who knows a lot about the 20th century. Oh, Bryce. I just remembered them. his name. Bryce. 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 Yeah. 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 I mean, that. how cool that would that be? Sh- that should be an episode. I absolutely agree. And like maybe yeah. like maybe an episode that's not like super high stakes right at that moment where the ship's right. about to blow up or something, but just a, like a, a day in the life episode that's, that's told from favorite. those perspectives. Oh my God, I love them. Like, we don't get those too much yeah, anymore. Michael, I, don't I think like those episodes. I know. You're, mess, I know. you're <laughs> asking for too much. I know. I like those episodes too, guys. The ones where they're like, oh, the Lower Decks or the other characters. Lower Decks is one of my favorite episodes on. of all darn times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. No. Uh, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say, guys? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, the, I'll come to you. Book and the book and father's storyline was like <laughs> so bare bones. I think it was like a total of four scenes, maybe or five. Right. Um, yeah. At most, and each scene lasted no more than like a minute and a half. It was yeah. Like it starts out with book's dad saying like you are weak <laughs> like that's yeah. how it starts out. <laughs> like five short but also fairly repetitive scenes honestly yes. i feel like yeah. it didn't really escalate very much from scene to scene which maybe then also points to it being something that lives inside book's head that he has to mm-hmm. just sort of work through and mm-hmm. 
I do appreciate they also gave Book a number of lines where he's just addressing his cat as usual. I still think, as yeah. someone brought up, I forget who on our panel, that that is going to be some sort of crazy alien living inside that cat. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm really hoping. I'm, I'm really hoping it's not just a cat. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's where his dad is now. He's oh, my God. in the brain of grudge. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I remember what I was going to say. This is why I think some people have problems with Discovery and Picard. And it's a problem that I have with Discovery and Picard is because they've serialized it. So yeah. you've lost yeah. the ability to have these episodic, yeah. you know, explorations of different themes. So now they're stuck doing this serialized story. So it's harder for them. So I think they're like trying to throw in like, oh, we got to give some backstory to Luskun. We got to give something to Reese. We got to give something to Bryce. They're like throwing things to people because yep. they don't have the space yeah. to explore. Well, and also, I mean, you know, part of the thing, too, is like every episode kind of has to end on a cliffhanger or at least some yeah. kind of new piece of information. And I feel like with the Star Trek I grew up watching and, and again, it's different. I don't want to say it's it's bad or inferior or whatever. Mm -hmm. But with Star Trek I grew up watching, you would have episodes that just ended and everything's OK yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it really. A it, yeah. A well, not not so much a reset, but like well, sometimes. But like it really kind of hammered the point home for me that just like this is a home for people, you know, and mm -hmm. sometimes and some days basically you just end yeah. your day and like that was a good day you know kind of thing like we did our jobs and everything's great but you know? and, and at the same yeah. time yeah at the same time though i was i could see a criticism in that so i feel like there needs to be some in between because mm -hmm. they didn't really track from episode to episode sometimes the character would go through this crazy you know uh transformative experience and then the next episode they would be fine right. so sure. they sure. they should Absolutely. have to have some sort of balance between serial and having this yeah. yep. having these episodic episodes where you could just jump in and, and learn about some characters but yeah. also have a storyline that that threads throughout the whole uh series i also feel that like <laughs> i i 100 agree and i think that in addition to the serialization things are moving so quickly that like mm -hmm. i was thinking about this a lot with the zora stuff and this week and also you know like, like we mentioned we've watched the next episode which is has a very zora heavy uh, subplot basically and the mm -hmm. way they keep checking in with Zora and like we've had several scenes this season where someone is Michael is in a room and, and is talking to Zora and someone else comes in and is basically just like oh Zora's doing that now and Michael's basically just like yep kind of weird but that's what's happening now and mm -hmm. I feel like with every development especially starting with the stuff that happened in this episode there should be people on the bridge crew going like wait did you know about this I didn't know about this like, yeah. what, what? Yeah. what this is happening <clears throat> I think they have too much cast on Discovery. That's mm. there's too many, and then they add the addition of Zora. That's that's a whole new cast member. It's they like, get rid of Tilly, yeah. kind of. They got rid of Tilly. They get rid like, of Tilly, yeah. They debulked a little bit, but this then they <laughs> Zora. Yeah. The whole serialization thing, like there are pros and cons, sure. Yeah, but mm. if you like, there are other shows that have to serialize because they're unknowns and. Like, if you're watching a random show and there isn't, like, an interesting plot cliffhanger, yep. you're less like... But, like, Star Trek is more of an institution than most shows ever get to be. Yeah, or ever will... Yeah, it is. Or ever yeah. will be. True. Yeah. You don't have, like, mm -hmm. this many series and other franchises. Mm -hmm. no. um, yeah. Well, Star Wars will catch up, given the rate Disney mm -hmm. is going at. But yeah. that's another mm -hmm. discussion. The, the money machine <laughs> behind that, uh, <laughs> Steam machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're but, catching like, so, up. They're so catching if you up can't... I mean, but if you can't afford to take like one episode for a day in the life thing in Star Trek, then 
where can you do it? Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, a, that's really, a really, really good point. point. Where can mm -hmm. you? Like you, I you think have... they're trying to. I think they're trying to evolve it with the times. Like I don't think they want to be stuck spans. in the past and yeah. and and with people's attention spans and having only ten episodes in a season rather than twenty five episodes and. I, but yeah, that just makes yeah. it unoriginal. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but I feel like this is the furthest in the future we've ever gone with Star Trek. And I feel like part of the you know frustration sometimes I feel is that this is a future that we should now be comfortable in. We've spent a season and a half in this future and I'm not comfortable in it yet, if only because like crazy apocalyptic things are happening like every episode, basically. I just mm -hmm. feel like yeah. I feel like that stuff needs to breathe a little bit more because this is our home now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of sci-fi out there, and like this is what most of it does. It tries to put some apocalyptic thing and consistently yeah. up the ante for a whole season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go to like Netflix's sci-fi section. That's what you find. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who well, directed this episode? Who? Do you, Imzadi. Jonathan Frakes? Imzadi did it. Oh, oh nice. really? Who directed this episode? Yeah. He directs a lot of episodes. He I does, kind of see it as sort of like. A, gr a growth like I don't I think that's something that I like about Star Trek is that it evolves and so this is what Star Trek looks like now mm -hmm. and then you know in a few years they'll make a new series we'll be talking about it will look completely different and we'll Tilly will be directing it Tilly will be directing <laughs> and I think it's is just like a like a step in its uh, story, yeah, how I it is so like that's what I think about that's what I like about Star Trek like I don't expect it to ever end it's going to change again. It is. It is. And one of my favorite one of my favorite things about Star Trek is is right is that it is it does have this long yeah. history. But what I yep. love because I, I I also this weekend watched um, Being the Ricardos, which is which I don't know that I entirely Ooh, yeah. recommend. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it got me on this sort of Lucy and Ricky sort of tangent. And you know, Lucy yeah. Lucille Ball is one of the reasons that we have Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. That's like true. she got behind that's the original true. series. Yep. And that's yep. kind yeah. of insane to think about, right? Yeah. That's yeah. It's really crazy. Yeah, I she's, mean, just and that's that's yeah. that's in the fifties. I mean, this is just such a such a long history, um, mm -hmm. and um, and and that brings me around to sort of final thoughts and recommendations. If anyone has <laughs> any, uh, what what do we got for us? Any any final thoughts, my friends, and recommendations? Oh, my final thought is to hurry up and go through all of the candy and junk food you have left over from Christmas. <laughs> Way and the holidays just like hurry up and go through it because the faster you can yeah. get the you faster you can get on that diet you got to eat all that candy first you can't yeah. just you can't just start a diet with all the candy in the house you got to eat make the it candy harder. first it does you make gotta it harder. eat that candy <laughs> that's and we are not candy. saying that we here at the prime subjectives uh support the diet industrial complex you you choose what you yeah. do with your, and with by, your yeah. own complex. <laughs> by diet by diet i mean lifestyle choice sure sure <laughs> like yeah. right Maybe I don't need that extra Hershey bar when I uh, you yeah. know, sure. have, 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 take my lunch. Maybe I don't need that. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if I maybe at the end of the weekend I wake up and all my joints are swollen. Maybe that wasn't too much salt. I'm I'm having that journey. Uh, currently. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe if I'm shriveled like a raisin, I should. Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, why am I so thirsty? Bottle. Why am I so thirsty? I might be having an unhealthy lifestyle. Someone put a green bean in front of me, and I said, "What is that?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm a salt vampire. Oh, remember that episode of Star Trek? <laughs> yes, salt yes. vampire. Good, oh, good, yes, good. yes. I'm a salt vampire. Yes. Okay. I love that. There should be more salt vampires on Star Trek. Okay, that is that. Carrie's final thought should be more salt vampires. We like that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, 
Jay? I, I can go. Um, my final thought is, if you're staring at a screen all day long, set a timer every 25 minutes to look <laughs> at some point that's not a screen, preferably far away for 25 seconds to try and preserve your eyes. That's good. Good, good. good advice. Good. Yeah, very good. Michael Henley, Mike Henley, any final thoughts? Um, I'm just, I mean, it just came up before and uh, I, I, you know, I, this, this is weird because like, since we just uh, discussed, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, discovery and some of our issues so far, I don't want to turn this into just like, instead of watching this show, you should watch this other <laughs> different show, um, which I feel is like what I'm doing. But I will say, especially because it's airing its final episode this week, actually, The Expanse is a really, really yes. great sci-fi yes. series. And, um, and what made me think about it too, is we were just talking about like kind of apocalyptic things. And this show actually kind of walks a really decent tightrope where like it does escalate and kind of build and build and build, but it does in a way where the world building and characterizations are so strong that like you buy into the pace. It doesn't feel like it's kind of, you know, ginned up in order to kind of make an exciting hour of television. Mm -hmm. It's more just like, this is a logical progression of where we were last week and then where we're going, you know, next week, mm -hmm. basically, so. Which means that you need to give it time to start watching it. Cause all the shows now you want you, if you lose, it loses your attention in the first five minutes, you're out. But like the yeah. expanse, yeah. you have to sit and watch, you know, <laughs> and you have to give it a is chance that, it's really so I'm, good. i left it season three is the is the protagonist from the first season who is um so hot is he still on is he still on in season four which or is one that... which one like the which main guy one? who like uh, yes. uh um okay all right yeah yep. yes he is i mean cool. i mean cool. just any one of them could you I, know, I, I hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying i also love the actress who plays like the the president or who, the person from Shura. incredible she's incredible mm -hmm. she's so good oh my god she's mm -hmm. so good it's so insidious <laughs> i'm just like i'm scared of you and i also like you a lot and oh my goodness yeah. you're a great actress yeah. she's got a, the best voice oh yeah and she's a star what? trek alum too she was in star trek beyond actually so oh okay all ties together i, I remember watch the expanse i second that okay it's our final recommendation final thought from michael and carrie i just want to um, second it and my recommendation is, so yet you could watch Being the Ricardos, it's fine, but there's actually a TV movie version of Lucy and Desi starring a Broadway star named Rachel York. And it is a very TV movie, so you have to like go into that knowing that that's, you're going to be like, have a little act break, and it's going to be like, not the highest budget, but she is incandescent and really brings Lucy to life mm. and is wonderful. So I highly mm. recommend that as if you've got, you know, an hour and a half to kill. Um, and um, and on that, we're going to end the show as we always do by singing the theme of "I Love Lucy." Da, 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 da.